Hey, Shawty, let me holler at you. Ebola, nuclear threats, Syria, the Ukraine. These are all newsworthy front-page stories that have the possibility that they could change the way that we live our lives and threaten our very security. In fact, you could argue that for some people it keeps them awake at night. Is anybody here staying awake at night because they're frightened about the ocean? Are you scared about what could happen? Are you trying to think about what could you do that would help the ocean? Johnny! Hey! Johnny, this shorty is our last of Creeptober October. Mm. And I sent you everyone's favorite thing. When uh, Let me tell you, there's... Everyone on the planet can relate to this, that everyone loves having someone come at you with your phone and be like, watch this. And then you have to watch like a 60 minute. Oh, talk. yeah, absolutely. Everybody loves doing that. Every time I go up to anyone from my old church, from my family, from my old job at Home Depot, and I'm like, hey, watch this TED talk. Watch this TED talk on trash in the ocean. Yes. I'm totally going to do that. I give a shit about the environment. All this is real. We all have a part to play in this. That's the one thing I've found that's universal among all humanity. TED Talks, these super <laughs> interesting conversations mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they say to a room full of people who pretty much have agreed with them before they walk through the door. Mm -hmm. But what are, what are we talking about here? What There is something scary here, the topic that they're discussing. What is it? Well, I mean, it is the ocean. It is what we are doing to the ocean and how much we depend on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about we depend on it for our food. We yep. depend on it for our oxygen. I just read recently. Well, I read it in Forbes, first of all. You know, the Amazon's fucking burning right now. Yes. Yeah. So the lungs of the earth, the literal lungs of the earth are on fire. Mm -hmm. Well, see, the thing is, like, I read it in Forbes and they're like, no, sorry. The Amazon is not the lungs of the earth. Oh, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I read it. And I'm like, they've got good points. I'd like to see if anyone else picks up on this. NPR put out something very similar saying that the Amazon, yes, produces a lot of oxygen, but most of the oxygen produced in the Amazon is used up by the animals who live in the Amazon. It makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So the trees, you know eat up the CO2, and mm. then release oxygen. Well, then the leaves fall to the ground. Animals and microbes eat it. And those animals and microbes breathe the oxygen and then fart more CO2 into the air. So it's kind of a closed system. Cool. In yeah. a lot of ways. It only about, I think they said only about 1%. From two different sources, from two pretty different points of view, they're saying a similar thing. But what NPR was saying was most important that most of the oxygen made on earth is coming from the oceans. Oh yes, It's yes. coming from the see, I'm tying it back in. There you go. I was like, we're talking about an important shit, but yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we're back okay. to the oceans. What I'm this, bringing it back around, dude. What this talk was all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
legitimately so, scary shit discussed yeah. in this uh, TED talk. So the algae creates the oxygen, creates a lot of oxygen, and then dies and falls to the ocean floor where nothing that breathes or uses up oxygen is eating it. Like very few things. There's not a whole lot on the ocean floor, you know, at least in like the deep, deep ocean. So there's a much, much higher net profit of oxygen coming from the ocean. coming from the ocean than we have from one of the most biodiverse places on land, like the Amazon. I mean, there's other reasons to care about the Amazon, like indigenous sure. peoples being hunted down and losing their homes. Yes, which is also a lot of what's happening. Don't right get now. me wrong, like the Amazon burning, what they're doing to is going to fucking affect us. Absolutely. Absolutely. It may not be the lungs of the earth, which does have a nice ring to it. You got it. Oh, know. yeah. But it's a portion of the greater lungs of the earth. Uh, obviously, we should still care. Yeah. But my point is, the ocean is a big fucking deal. And that's what this... And this person who started the Terramar project mm -hmm. wants to fight against. What did you think about the overall speech? Well, first of all, she was killing it with all of her jokes. I would strenuously advise you to avoid white tuna uh, at a restaurant because it's often substituted for a fish called escola, which in the trades fondly, fondly known as the X lax fish. And if you are out on a date, you might spend a lot of time in that little room you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> she was, uh, she was making things that you didn't realize were jokes until like two seconds later. And then she kind of giggled at her own joke and then moved on. Some classic NPR humor. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I mean, it was extremely, extremely, extremely informative. I learned a lot of things like I technically own part of the ocean. If I could get a vessel that goes out into international waters, I can go and take and sell anything I get there, uh, tuna. as long as it's illegal to bring, as long as it's legal to bring it back into the United States. You know, she went into fishing fraud, which is pretty interesting. I don't know what that had to do with the whole state of the oceans, like what that was going to, how that was going to tie in to us destroying the oceans in general. Maybe she's just saying we're running out of white tuna. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think when you know, NPR radio comedy. And that's not what this is. It just kind of reminds us mm -hmm. of that. When they're interviewing for like joke writers and stuff, if they laugh too hard, then they're like, this probably isn't the place for you. We prefer the audience. We we prefer smattering light laughter. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, uh, this person who gave this TED talk, do you, you know the, who this person is? I don't. Jelaine Maxwell. You've never heard of that name? Holy fuck. my god i just finished reading a book on jeffrey epstein motherfucker you, you mean the woman who helped hunt down and bring underage girls allegedly to jeffrey epstein that's who this person is god damn <laughs> there's layers of horror here johnny not only is the are we disaffecting uh the climate with our ways of life, uh, but we're being we're, lectured to it by fucking sex traffickers. <laughs> yes. God damn. <laughs> um, apparently, Jeffrey Epstein was involved in this too. He was very much. Yeah. He would hold 
major fundraisers for god damn wow <laughs> i got you dude I, kind I was of like man you. why does that name sound familiar of course it's pronounced galane but we'll call her jizzlane because she doesn't deserve respect no just because she's got very few or worse on the sex no. labor but it's kind of like how you hear a celebrity talk about environmental issues and they're like they're a real ding dong dum dum but we should help manatees you know <laughs> Right, right, right. I think it's some about this society where, like, the, it's the cycles of charity that are self-congratulatory, like uh, how wealthy people, you know, maybe promote the arts to, and just for status symbols. But, and even though it's selfish on their part, it le- legitimately does, like, provide outreach for these kind of art communities a lot oh, yeah, of the time. Yeah. Well, it makes perfect sense that she was talking about all the people in the audience who had plastic bags yeah, and plastic bottles, but she wasn't talking about the role that capitalist industries are playing in the destruction of the environment and how they are violating that Justinian treaty. My dear friend, I'm so glad you brought that up. Fuck, I'm so tired of people freaking the fuck out over straws mm. when, you know, in my hometown, international paper yeah. is just dumping the extra shit into the waters yeah. and that's going out into the ocean. How the fuck is a rubber straw going to make a dent yes. in what's going on now? And I've been so pissed off lately because, okay, I don't No, Would it blame everyone, but the manufacturers of the plastics right, that right, end up right, in right, the right. ocean, right? Oh my God. I'm not going to call myself a fucking freedom fighter by any means, but sometimes most of the time it feels like, Nothing I do is going to really make much of a fucking difference until these people stop. Absolutely. And we can't, we, we can't, people can't throw plastics into the ocean if you don't develop them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mm-hmm. making, tra- there's no acknowledgement that these corporations are making trash. And you can't, since the vast majority of the people on earth don't have very much money at all, the vast majority of people on earth cannot drive environmentally friendly vehicles until they can fucking afford them. Absolutely. And they can't ride bikes to their jobs until you put in bike lanes. Jizz Lane Maxwell, mm-hmm. is, is, you could tell that she's this type of person. In fact, there's testimony, courtroom testimony that shows clues of that, that she's this kind of person. And I think it's pretty obvious. The kind of person who lived in a mansion that utilizes mm-hmm. up a lot of power mm-hmm flying around in private helicopters that um, looks down on Uses maybe... Uses up more energy and fossil fuels than fucking anybody. Absolutely. And then we'll look down at uh, a fa- like a family that lives in a trailer that has eight kids. That eats fucking McDonald's and throws the wrappers in the garbage. Yeah. that th- She'll think that they're more the problem mm-hmm. than the power structures that she represents. Oh, absolutely. I read an article back in maybe 2014, 2015 saying that in a way, the Republicans are more right about climate change than the Democrats because the Democrats believe that they only have to alter their life just a little bit. Mm, yeah. When you recognize that climate change is a real thing. But the Republicans understand that there'd be a lot of changes. There would be a fuck ton of change. They understand that if they were to admit publicly that climate change is a problem, 
then they would have to restructure the entire fucking economy. Absolutely. And their their personal politics do hand things over to corporations. It's their mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But but you're right. Democrats in power pretend that they don't do that. And they absolutely that, do. That the academic classes rather than the blue collar classes end up using up more precious resources that you're buying phones, you're buying all kinds of electronic gadgets brand new. Yeah. You're buying laptops for school and you probably got a bigger house, which uses up more energy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yet when we talk about things like overpopulation, what are the images and what, what kind of people are we talking about? We're, Obviously, they're talking about poor people who have a lot of kids. Yeah, when you're... too many kids. Mm-hmm. But if you look at, say, a so-called third world countries where people are just, they have nothing. Mm-hmm. Their carbon footprint is not that big. It's pretty fucking low. Compared to, say, millions upon millions of people who, like my house right here, right? Mm-hmm. It, it utilizes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. We're Americans and... We we got to have what we got to have while the world world burns. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like my carbon footprint, it's way more vast than a family of ten who have no consistent shelter or mm-hmm. food. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, yeah, you can blame yourself somewhat. Sure, sure go ahead, but at the same time, there are plenty, plenty, plenty of scientists out there plenty of engineers who know how to reduce our carbon footprint yes. and live a very similar life yes so i mean what could you do right now could you buy a tesla no do you have that money no it's I ma- mean, and maintenance is pretty expensive as well yeah i mean are you going to install solar panels in the house do you have from from the job you work i mean from is oh. the money from this podcast coming in enough to, for you to install solar panels in your house uh income based on podcasts i'm out on the streets income based on day job i can't get the solar no panels. man you're trying to keep your basement from molding yes you're trying that's to keep true. from getting fucking poisoned right now yeah there's more and more thunderstorms I'm, yeah i'm trying not to get my house flooded out however the technology to create decent pretty low carbon footprint energy has been around for a long time cars that use very little gas if any absolutely they've had that developed for a long time generations yes but of course the oil industry has been lobbying against that the entire fucking time and a lot of corporate democrats especially guys like joe biden who's fuck biden whose assholes come pre-gaped for all corporate handouts dude no one cares about biden except for the fact that he was good looking when he was younger and he has a black friend. That's literally fucking <laughs> that's it. That's his campaign. He's, that's his campaign. When he's got a black friend. When he's not saying Republicans ain't that bad, he's saying, remember my black friend. That's Joe Biden. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I'm so glad we, I feel like we really tackled the hypocrisy of the elites here. Well, I was on a track, and then you mentioned Jelaine Maxwell, and I'm like, <laughs> God. This is the journey we were meant to go down. and I'm, I I'm, was all starting to talk. I was going to start talking about the rising ocean levels and <laughs> like the climate refugees that we're going to start seeing, all that bullshit. And these, are ser- God. and these are serious issues. That's a layer of fear. But also this layer of fear is, let me just go through 
some brave rich people blaming poor people for the environment rich people <laughs> blaming blaming immigrants for the fucking lack of jobs yes yes man I, it doesn't matter we gotta fucking stop turning against each other man and just fucking eat the rich it's all fuck poor people no matter where where you're at you know it's just fuck everyone fucking hates poor people <sighs> And so much so that the poor people get the blame for everything. And and a lot of the Democratic establishment may not use that language specifically, but you just got to use it how they take their money and how they phrase things to see that that's exactly what they're talking about. Well, I mean, you'll see San Francisco trying to uh, ban plastic straws, plastic bags, but they're not trying to ban the fucking tech bros. (laughs) Right. Who are using all kinds of resources that come from slavery in fucking Africa. Yeah. Like our semiconductors that we get. And let's come not... from slave industries and just the trash that comes out of developing new technology and then throwing the old technology away. They're not going to do fuck all about that. Fuck liberals. And this uh real horror sandwich. Mhm. Also regarding uh Jelaine Maxwell, Jislaine, excuse me. Mhm. Uh, she met Jeffrey Epstein in the early 90s. Uh, Wall Street Journal reports that former Epstein employees had testified in 2009 that Maxwell was well involved in Jeffrey's life, often called his main girlfriend, functioned almost like a general manager for Jeffrey's life. Yeah. 2009. This TED Talk, 2014. Terra Firma, Terra, whatever the fuck it's called, Terra Mar, formed in 2012. God damn. And she just closed it. She just closed Terramar, I think just a week or two before um, Jeffrey Epstein was found dead. Found dead? Yes. I saw the air quotes. Well, uh, we know from our 100th episode what truly happened. We haven't dropped it yet as of this recording, but there was a bombshell in our 100th episode regarding Jeffrey Epstein. Hell yeah. I mean, would you like to hear it, actually? Yeah. All right. Hey, documenteers. Congratulations on a hundred episodes. I love the show. I play it aloud at parties. This is Jeffrey Epstein, by the way, and I'm calling you from a flip phone that's been up my ass all day. I think today is August 10th at 4.30 a.m. and I'm feeling really good about fighting this case. I got a lot of people who owe me a favor out there. Definitely not going to commit suicide. No way. Oh, a, a guard is coming. I gotta go. Uh, thanks, documenteers. I love Stuart. He's the best. We had a lot of celebrities call in to congratulate us. And we had a hotline, which unfortunately, I should have thought this through a little better, that you can't really choose who calls into the hotline. But what we uncovered through the hotline was stunning. So far, the FBI has not come down on us, but we haven't dropped the episode yet as of this recording. Oh, man. Well, you know when we were talking about how some suicides are funny in the last episode? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where would you rate the Epstein suicide as you know, alleged suicide? It really sparks a lot of conversation. When I saw that he was dead, I was like, huh. Yeah. It's weird. And then I was like, oh, man, someone murdered him, but I still didn't feel sorry for him. No. But but at the same time, we really needed him alive. We really fucking needed him alive. He was going to squeal like a damn pig. Jizz Lane Maxwell was seen at places like Chelsea uh, Clinton's wedding. Oh, yeah. Chelsea Clinton, who uh, protested on behalf of the Ar- Iraq invasion, 
but as we were leading up to that. So aren't, aren't they cool? Let's pretend Clintons are progressive, shall we? Also, sure. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Prince Andrew, yep. uh, Donald Trump, yes, Bill Clinton. I gotta say, according to the book I read, Donald Trump had less to do with Epstein than like Prince Andrew. What put Jeffrey Epstein on the map and in the public eye was when he flew Bill Clinton to Africa. I actually, I actually think that Trump for most of his life was like an Illuminati wannabe. Mm -hmm. Like he's constantly pursuing these roles and he's every bit is dirty. Mm -hmm. And I've no doubt this dude's a child rapist. You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Iota one bit. Oh, Trump. No, I mean the, but he also ran his fucking mouth like crazy. Oh fuck. Yeah, he did. And everyone took note of that. Mm -hmm. They knew that based on what Trump would find out that he'd just like, blabber that on like fucking howard stern i mean we're talking about a dude <laughs> who admits to going in and teen usa pageants to watching underage girls get dressed oh yeah and then 25 percent of the voting public is like that'd be a good president for sure <laughs> whenever epstein showed up at mar-a-lago and Ghislaine maxwell trying to hunt down um well trying to quote recruit massage therapists yes for epstein right going to who were all underage or they started out underage and sometimes became of age there's multiple angles here uh angles coming. he was like uh don't do that here okay <laughs> but they lived in the state they both lived in palm beach yeah they were practically neighbors i think a lot of trump was like because there's a vanity fair article of some there's so many unnamed sources telling stories nowadays mm-hmm. and different articles where they were talking about how they used to make fun of Trump. Like, Trump really came off like this guy's like, Jeffrey, I know you're fucking kids on this island. Please invite me to this island, please. <laughs> but Jeffrey won't because Trump tell, talks too much. That's a good point. I mean, Jeffrey, he he kept a shroud of silence around him. He really tried to stay under the radar as well. He wanted to live like a really, oh, yeah. really posh life. Also friends with people like Alan the Dirtbag Dershowitz, America's favorite lawyer. Oh, God. Uh, who who was like probably partied the day uh, after learning that Epstein, quote unquote, committed suicide. Mohammed bin Salman, that dude from uh, everyone's favorite Saudi. God damn. Uh, Woody Allen, uh, America's one of America's most overrated directors. I mean, he's got some good movies, but he's a piece of shit. Let's be honest. He's a piece of shit. Michael Wolff, who wrote a scandalous book about the Trump administration, but it was like tabloid horseshit. And everyone's favorite sweat hog, Steve Bannon. So mm-hmm. we're talking about associations with all of these people. Uh, Maxwell allegedly split from Jeffrey after he was charged in 2009. Of course, former, now former Labor, uh, Labor Secretary Alexander Acosta Oh, God. Was the Miami federal prosecutor who gave Jeffrey a wrist slap. Of course, a lot of... I've heard some article, Some people being like, well, he's on the sex reg- sexual offender res- registry. What that means when you're a fucking billionaire compared to what that means when you have nothing is incredibly different. Oh, yeah. And people were still going to Epstein parties. I heard one... I read one article about how Katie Kirk was seen going to a party attending at some penthouse that Epstein owned in New York. Like, this guy still had enough sway that people had some measure of loyalty to him, even though maybe they weren't as public about it as Right, right. And, of course, 
Attorney General William Barr, uh, got to the got to be one of the most blatantly corrupt attorney generals of our lifetime. His firm once represented Epstein. Also, Dershowitz was also one of Epstein's lawyers. Back yeah. In the day. Oh, Dershowitz was very much in his corner for quite a while. And a lot of this comes about. A lot of our knowledge of this comes about way after the fact by dogged reporting by Julie K. Brown and Jay Meyer of the Miami Herald. And I learned it from the. From the thriller author, James Patterson. Well, thanks, James. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote a book with Bill Clinton. <laughs> he wrote a book with Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Who, I mean, he, like, I don't even, is he still alive even? Ooh, James Patterson? All these, most of these people have a stable of writers who write for them, which that, is why their output is Yeah, they're so like high. writer factors. Like the paperback writers. Absolutely. But uh, there, I read in a Vanity Fair article. By the way, I wouldn't be surprised if the publisher of Vanity Fair like ever went to an Epstein party. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But anonymous sources uh, said to be close to Maxwell described the girls that she allegedly procured. She would go to trailer parks and actually like recruit young Ooh. girls to make and like promise influence and money. There was angles of Eastern European sex slavery here. Yeah, and also, just apparently, Jizz Lane would actually go and like recruit girls allegedly herself. We got to say allegedly. I fucking believe that every person I named is a pizza horse shit that deserves right, to go right, out. right. I mean, I don't. It's clear that Epstein was very, very, very guilty, and he got much, much, much less than any poor person accused of the tenth of what he did. Absolutely. Would get. And he still, pretty much, how like, he served maybe 13 months and then his house arrest on his massive estates. Well, he, uh, he was, he slept in the jail, but he got to spend 12 hours a day at work. He got work release, which meant going back to his own mm. house. <laughs> going to his office and going to one other place. I forget where that was. So he only slept there and he was still completely indignant at his treatment oh absolutely and the anonymous source that claimed to be close to Gislaine maxwell mm -hmm. claimed that she had asked Gislaine about these girls because apparently jeffrey because they were blackmailers also and very they very much got off on hooking people in oh yeah that uh, asked what she thought about these girls like what about these young girls and this source claimed that uh, Maxwell said, they're nothing, these girls. They are trash. Fuck's sake. So, What's interesting to me about Epstein is his relationship with grown society women. Yeah. He dates them. He has relationships with them. And then he stays friends afterwards. Yeah. So apparently he hasn't treated them too bad or either brainwashed them horribly. I could imagine he's probably very charming in a sociopathic laser yeah. in kind of way. And so once the relationship's over, he builds a stable of powerful women around him mm. and then uses them to do his bidding and to use these very, 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 very poor girls. He met Ghislaine Maxwell after, not long after her father had died. He fell off a yacht and died. This is an old... Big in uh, British politics, he was in the Labour Party. Born oh. in Czechoslovakia, had tie was uh, provided uh, intelligence services to the birth of Israel, as I understand it. 
and also tried to procure a lot of publishing mm-hmm. within Great Britain. And um, and he fell off his yacht. And a lot of people like, that seems shady enough on its own. <laughs> it sure does. And after he died, they found out that this guy had, through because I think he owned the Daily Mirror, had pulled millions from the pensions of his employees and had discovered that he was committing like massive fraud because he was hemorrhaging money. Oh, so, man. I don't even think they covered that one. So that fan, I mean, that's just a whole other fucking web of, oh my God, that's t- mm-hmm. that you could even separate from this. But it goes to show that Jizz Lane probably went from being, still had connections to maybe political power, but went from being one of the wealthiest people in Europe to maybe a lot of that wealth suddenly had to get like shuffled around. Yeah. And the family tried to save a lot of that. And, of course. But so then eventually you meet a fellow named Jeffrey Epstein. Who wouldn't mind a check for a couple of million dollars? I wouldn't. Who, how did this guy become a billionaire? That, that's like a huge mystery, apparently. But influence on. And Jizz Lane is also accused of also participating. You might spend a lot of time... In that little room, you know what I'm talking about. And some of these, like, rapes of underage women that oh, she absolutely. brought. She obviously looked down on every one of them, too. So They were just poor trash. It was like a lasagna of horror here. So much horror, not only uh, regarding environment so first politics, high-end, super-powerful s- sex slavery. So angry, I'm trying not to shake the table and feed back the microphones. Dude, so she goes from... Oh, God. She goes from blaming poor girls. Yeah. They're poor tra- underage girls they're for trash, getting raped Johnny. by a billionaire. Yeah. They're, tr- they're nothing. They're trash. To blaming poor people in her audience for holding trash. Yeah. yeah talking to this audience as though these people are there as well. And they're not. It's just other hand jobbers. Which leads, <laughs> which leads me to this point, Johnny. But I'm going. I want to utilize cancel culture. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I want to utilize it, and I'm going to put out a demand that we need to hashtag cancel TED Talks. Oh get, shit! Get rid of TED. Cancel TED Talks. Look at TED Talks enabling a sex trafficker. This is this video is still on their official YouTube. God damn! You can watch this. Will it be down by the time this drops? Cancel TED Talks. It's just a fucking neoliberal circle jerk anyway. <laughs> Fuck them. You're just talking to people who are already on board who put like to put up the illusion of, of change. But mm-hmm. we know change won't happen until we make the people at the tippy top change. Fuck yeah. Cancel TED Talks. Hashtag cancel TED Talks, baby. Fuck them. They're boring anyway. Dude, I've just been screaming at a wall for three years. There's just no... <laughs> Are you with me? Can't hashtag canceled TED Talks? Yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you. I'm just running out of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck TED Talks. Fuck them. And, uh, and I'm sorry I had to be that guy that came at you with my phone like, here, watch this TED Talk. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm right there with you. But it was for a greater good that we had to get to. I, I definitely agree with that. I feel like this, we could talk for like uh, two hours about this kind of shit, but this is supposed to be a short. We can and we have. And... Uh, and How we, long have we been talking so far? This uh, is unedited, this episode's over 30 minutes. but uh, Okay. Only twice as long as the video. But I think we made our point. We absolutely made our point. 
and uh, fuck rich people blaming poor people for things that rich people are doing. That's right. Fuck all y'all. Keep on docking. Oh wait. Oh. Hashtag canceled TED Talks. Okay, cool. Keep on (laughs) keep on docking. Oh shit. Uh in times Bobby here. We forgot to rate this uh Ghislaine Gislaine Maxwell TED Talk speech. And uh so Johnny texted me a score and we're gonna say that I give this a point two five because I hated I hate everybody in it. I hate everything about it. I gave it point two five because it acknowledges climate change. She wasn't even good at giving this speech. She fucking sucked. If you actually sat and watched this, then I'm sorry. I'm I apologize. And you know, TED Talks, the TED Talk are enablers for sex traffickers. That's why we hashtag canceled TED Talk. And but Johnny, he uh pointed out that he actually gave it a negative point two five, which cancels out my score. And brings Gislaine Maxwell TEDx talk in Charlotte a zero. And Johnny wrote, he texted me, she's not going to do fuck all to stop it that way. All she's doing is making rich people feel better about themselves for driving a Tesla and using macaroni straws or some shit. My text conversations are very entertaining. Can't escape it. She's canceled out her one good deed. By offering zero decent solutions. That's that's true. I, I looked a little more into her little Terra, whatever. It, it actually didn't accomplish anything but her really just having this same speech over and over again. It wasn't like, didn't appear to be like utilizing any technologies or using her influence in her spheres to actually make a difference because she actually could have done this but she's nothing but a fucking low-life sex trafficker and uh and fuck her and cancel ted talks hashtag cancel ted talks all right let's uh, go out on a song aptly called ocean by uh a band called rogue wave all right hashtag cancel ted talks keep on doc what's another couple's a guarantee when you don't